Our theme this year over the Christmas weekend is a family Christmas. And we are talking about how aspects of our family Christmas celebrations point us to the reality of the family of God that is formed at Christmas. And so I want to ask one of our church families, the Gray family, to come on up uh, and join me up here on the platform. And we are going to share with you a little bit about their story, uh, probably not quite as much as we'd love to hear this evening, because one of the greatest gifts that you can give another person is by adopting them into your family. And this is Patrick and Ashley Gray and their beautiful girls, Evelyn and Vivian. Hi, girls. Hi. And, and I wanted to, for them to share a little bit about their story with you. And so, Patrick, you want to grab the microphone right there? Uh, we'll see if it still works after all the kids were up here. And why don't, you, why don't one of you tell us a little bit about the circumstances of your adoption? Where did these beautiful girls come from? How old were they? How long have they been part of your family? Paint a picture for us. Okay, so um, it was 2014. We decided that um, all our needs had been met in Christ Jesus. And um, out of the love that he put in our heart, um, we decided to adopt, um, knowing it's not fair to expect a child to meet a need in your life or, or fill some sort of hole. So it was because of Christ that we decided to pursue adoption. Um, so we first we found an agency. And after we found the agency, we started um, looking at the countries that they worked in. And really, India just sort of, we met their requirements, their age requirements, marriage requirements, length of marriage requirements. And then they also had um, it's a very good program that had laws in place to protect the children. Um, you don't want to adopt a child that's not really an orphan. So um, in the fall of 2015, we received their picture for the first time. Um, we were matched in the India child waiting database. And then it was in the fall of 2016, we brought them home. Um, three three flights and an eight-hour car ride so, to get to them. Just what you want to do with new toddlers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And ones that have never been in a car before, so you can imagine the car sickness. <laughs> yeah. So how old were they when they arrived home? Um, they were, they had, they were uh, three and four, and then they had a birthday about a month after we got home, so they were four and five. Four and five, okay. Great. Now, we know that one of the aspects of adoption, one of the beautiful aspects of adoption, is that there is a very real sense in which uh, you are saving somebody from a particular path and destiny. You're saving them from something to something else. And so, knowing that this is, is speculative in some ways, but as you've learned about uh, their background, uh, how they came into the orphanage in the first place, uh, and, and knowing a little bit about what the adoption system looks like in India, what would have been the potential future for Evelyn and Vivian if they had not been adopted by anybody? So Evelyn and Vivian were uh, orphaned in 2012 and spent two years in the orphanage before we were able to go pick them up. Um, their future relatively wasn't 
I mean, they were in good condition when we found them or when we got them, so yeah. they were well taken care of. Um, they definitely were raised um, knowing a little bit of Hindu. I don't know how much, but they would have been Hindu. Yep. And I thought the best that they could have hoped for was to stay and work in the orphanage. There were caretakers that were probably former orphans that maybe they could have became. But there's a movie, uh, Lion, that came out in 2016 that paints a pretty good picture of an orphan's life in India that um, could have also been part of their story in terms of some of the risks and um, peril that they could have came across. Yeah. We also know another aspect of adoption is, is very clearly taking somebody who is not a natural part of your family or biological part of your family and integrating them fully to become a full member of your family. Uh, and I wonder if you might share with us that, that process a little bit because we know that in it there are some unique challenges and some unique joy that happens. And so tell us of a unique challenge or, or an aspect of unique joy that you all have experienced by having these two girls in your home and integrating them fully into your family. So when we met them, they didn't speak of any, speak a word of any English, and we didn't speak a word of Marathi, which they spoke. And even when we were in uh, Delhi, everyone there spoke Hindu or Hindi, and nobody there could understand them either. So um, it wasn't until we got home and they started learning our language and we picked up a little bit of their language that we really could understand each other, but they made it pretty easy on us. Uh, they communicated with each other, and if we didn't meet a need, they were pretty adamant that they were going to show us what they needed. <laughs> it's amazing how and, that and works. And they're still kind of like that. <laughs> but um, the language barrier obviously was a, was pretty crucial, but like I said, they made it easy on us. Yeah. Um, another struggle, I think, um, it was just how much you stick out once we got home. You know, you go to the store and you, every, you just stick out and everybody stops and talks. And um, when you're trying to feel like a family, it's, it's kind of a struggle. Um, but after we got home and the more um, the communication improved, um, within a month or so, I knew what they needed. Um, we could meet their needs. And just we started growing as a family. And now they, they love watching the black team play football with their dad. Um, they like working in the garden with me. And then they even, so not only are we a family, but they've got this great extended family as well. And, you know, they, they want Grandma Elvis icing on her, their birthday cake. And they want to, if we have fish, they want to know if Grandpa Clinton caught it. And so that's been the real joys. Not only are we a family, but they've got this much greater extended family as well. Yeah. That is wonderful. Well, you are indeed a beautiful family, and we are so thankful that the Lord has uh, allowed you to adopt these two girls. There's a lot more of your story that we could tell. Uh, one of the things that I love as, as I got to know this story a bit more, uh, we were just talking about the unique nature of, of adopting somebody that's not naturally part of your family into your family. And Patrick said, it, it only took a couple of weeks or a couple of months until you could not convince me that these were not my girls. They're, they are one of us. And that's just a beautiful picture. So let's thank the Gray family for sharing a little bit about their story. Thanks, guys.
that is a wonderful story of adoption. We've just heard a snippet of it. And time fails to tell of all the textures and the nuances and the layers uh, that is wonderful and compelling and heartwarming to hear. And time also fails for us to share of the many more physical adoptions uh, that have happened in this church family over the last weeks, months, and even a number of years. We could tell you stories about the Lowrys or the Kalevas or the Ensigns or the Sweeneys or the Delators or the Malanes or the Ickeses or the Hanaseks or the Heras or the Drumbettas and others. And that's adoption, the creation of a new family. And that's our tie to Christmas, the creation of a family. If you were here on Christmas Sunday, you heard us talk a little bit about John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. In John chapter 1, it explains the coming of Jesus, and it gives us this beautiful picture. It says this, it says, But to all who did receive him, being Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man, but of God. The creation of a family. The coming of Jesus makes way for us to be a part of God's family. Not everyone can claim God as their father, not everyone is naturally a part of his family, but it's clear throughout the pages of the Bible that God desires people to be a part of his family, and that is why Jesus came. That is why it is such a glorious occasion that we celebrate on Christmas, because God wants people to be part of his family. And the specific mechanism that he uses to make people part of his family is Adoption. Adoption. And so what I want you to know, and what I want you to feel this Christmas, is for as loving and powerful and significant as the earthly adoption story of Evelyn and Vivian really is, God's adoption of people is even more loving, even more powerful, even more and eternally significant as he adopts people into his family. Alluding to the events of Jesus' coming, the Apostle Paul writes about this adoption in Galatians chapter 4. Let me share it with you and just give you a couple of encouragements from it. Galatians chapter 4, Paul says... In verse 4 through 7, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. 
God adopts people into his family through faith in his son, Jesus. God adopts people into his family through faith in his son, Jesus. And there's three points of encouragement that we see in this. The first that we see in Galatians 4 is that God sent his son to redeem those under the law. Now, to redeem means to purchase something. It means to pay a price, to take possession of something, or in this case, someone. The someone that is being taken as possession is people who are trapped under the penalty of God's perfect moral law because of their sin. And what does Jesus pay the price to enact? Adoption. Jesus pays the adoption price on our behalf. And so then we see in Galatians 4 that the result is indeed adoption. It says, He came to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Now we've illustrated this evening in just a few short moments that adoption is bringing of one person or people who's not a natural part or a biological part of a family, and making them a full member of a family, complete in the family. And I love Patrick's sentiment that you could not convince me that these girls are not ours. (laughs) They are one of us. They're part of our family. That's the powerful nature of adoption. They don't look like you. They don't talk like you. They don't have the same genes that you have. But they belong fully and completely in the family. And that is what God does for us. And whenever you have that type of integration into a family, there's bound to be some kind of difficulty or struggle that goes with it. And so it is with us. We struggle with sin, even though we're in God's family. We learn to live by God's priorities over time. It doesn't come naturally to us. Over time, God changes us and grows us as we more fully integrate into his family and see him more clearly as our loving father. And for God's children, it says that we are imparted the spirit of his son, who comes into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. The cry of the Spirit within us is a cry that says, you really are my Father, and I love you, and now I depend upon you for my every single need. And so we grow in affection and dependence on our new Father. And that leads us to the third element of adoption, which is the adopted one is saved from something to something. (laughs) Patrick gave the PG version of what the girls would be saved from. It could be significantly worse. Galatians 4 talks about Adoption moving us from a destiny, a certain destiny, as slaves to another destiny. It says this 
It says, you, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir. If we are not adopted by God, our destiny is that of a slave. A slave to our sinful desires that well up within us. A slave to the world and its priorities around us. And to be a slave means that you are compelled to do something. Slaves don't get to choose. Slaves have to follow their master. And this is what God redeems us from. Because this type of slavery and the following master, following the master of sin ultimately results in death and judgment for our sins. That is our destiny. That is our path. <laughs> but if we are adopted by God, he takes us from one path, from one future, from one destiny, and he places us on a different path with a different future and a different destiny. He calls us sons. And if God is indeed the Almighty, the one of infinite value and worth, the one who owns all things, the one who, whose expressions of love are pure and perfect and perfect in their timing as displayed to us, then how do you think that father would treat his own children? He lavishes them with his grace. He pours out his love upon them. They are no longer slaves, compelled to do the things that they do not want to do. They're free. They're free to love and to enjoy the gifts that their father gives them as he continues to enact change in them forever. I think if a child could choose the family that they would want to come from, they would choose a family just like that. They would choose a family that looks and acts and feels just like that. They would choose a family with a father just like that. But my friends, it gets even better. Because it says in Galatians 4, 7, that not only being integrated into the family of God do you have the course of your future changed because you are now one of his children, it says that you are also made an heir. You know what an heir is. An heir means that you receive an inheritance someday. Those adopted into God's family receive an inheritance from the everlasting king of the universe. This is not an inheritance that can be squandered away. It's not an inheritance that will somehow run out. It can never be fully spent. This is an inheritance that will last forever. At Christmas, we celebrate a family. God's family. And we recognize that Jesus came as the Son of God, born in Bethlehem, so that you could be adopted into God's family. As a person who's not naturally part of that family, but being made a full member of it. 
as a person who is saved from something to something. (laughs) Into a family that receives all the lavishing love and grace of God forever. Adopted by God into the family of God through faith in the Son of God. And that is part of the great celebration of Christmas. And so I wonder, I wonder if you have been adopted by God. How would you answer that question? Some of you would say clearly yes. Some of you would say, I don't know, or I don't think so. A child who has been adopted by physical parents knows pretty quickly what's going on. When you've lived your whole life in an orphanage in India, or in an orphanage in Haiti, or in a foster home in Pennsylvania. (laughs) When you are adopted, your life changes. There's not a lot of question about it. And so if you have a question of whether or not you're adopted by God, I would say this. I would say I desperately, desperately want you to be adopted into this family. And I would invite you that you get to choose a family. (laughs) That when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins, he provides you with an adoption into the family of God. And as you do, you will experience a different kind of Christmas. You'll experience a different kind of family. You will experience a new kind of family Christmas. Please pray with me as we thank God for this wonderful, wonderful gift of adoption. Father in heaven, we love you. That you would see fit to adopt us into your family, surely based on your grace, to change our path forever all through the coming of your son Jesus that we celebrate today. It is my prayer for anyone here who does not know you as their father or doesn't know if they've been adopted by you, that today would be the day that they put their trust in your son and receive a new family. For those of us who know you, God, encourage us in these things. Help us to think and to feel the wonder of Christmas as it relates to being part of this family, adopted into this family forever. We worship you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, for this most supreme gift. Amen.